1940s, golden age of radio, wow. Turn back that dial and stay for a while, the times are... Hello, Richard. How do you find yourself this lovely evening? I find myself in times of trouble and Mother Mary calls to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. Hello, Kelly. It looks like we're ready to wrap up another season of Second, Second Golden, Golden Age of Radio. Radio. And it seems like every seven episodes or so, it's kind of when we like to end our seasons, if you will, just to give it some order. And then every eighth episode is a recap of what we've done so far. So we could kind of reflect on what we listened to and what we thought about what we did. And I have some ideas for the future, for sure. And, yeah, how have you been doing? I have been doing grand, just busy, enjoying my holiday season. Hard to believe we have made it through another season of the fun, fun show that is Second Golden Age of Radio. It has been a blast doing all of these with you. And otherwise, things are good. Just enjoying, enjoyed the holiday, kicking the new year off just right. That is amazing to hear indeed. I am excited to be talking with you tonight, or whatever time of day anyone is listening to this at, because we're going to go over the episodes that we have created for the second season, and that we've covered, of course, the original radio shows that we covered in the episodes as well. So let's get things kicked off with Five Minute Murder. No, Five Minute Mysteries. It's a radio show that was about five minutes long every episode, and they were quick little mysteries, little bites to get us through our day. And I believe we both found it not the best. Do you remember? Yeah, I kind of do remember that. And maybe it needed more time or more something because the five minutes just didn't do it for us, as I remember. Yeah, I remember because of the lack of time that they had, as well as the cheesier plot point, they had to make it pretty obvious like, I remember they were trying to smuggle diamonds across customs, and the gentleman drops the diamonds and the lady picks them up, or vice versa. The lady drops them and the gentleman picks it up, and they, they're like, oh, that's you dropped this. And the customs border patrol is like, no, you didn't. Off to jail. Yes, I remember that now. <laughs> it was like... Well, and maybe part of the problem was just that we were watching it in, or we were listening to it in 2019 instead of when it was originally out, because I really don't mean to beat up on our radio shows because we've enjoyed them, but generally things were more simple then. Everything has to be so complex, and it's hard to enjoy just the little bitty things that are happening. The blatant obvious stuff might not have been as blatant obvious back then. I don't know. Anyway, wasn't our favorite episode, but we had fun listening to it together anyway. That's true. That's very true. And when we did our own version of the episode, we added in a lot of newer aged apps and computers and internet 
but we still made it clunky and terrible because that was our experience with it. Yes, that is one of the fun things, I guess, that we, the fun advantages we have is using the modern age. And But yeah, we may as well be true to what we hear here and stay true to the spirit of the original podcast. And I think that's what we tried to do. We only want the best for our listeners. Our listeners deserve the very best. On to our Season 2, Episode 2. We covered the iconic... Dragnet. Yes, yes. One that we are all familiar with, or I was actually familiar with for once. It was not something I hadn't heard of, I guess, because it was a popular television show as well. And as far as a police procedural, it did a great job standing up to the tests of time because we still have our Law and Orders, which I believe is just about a direct copy of Dragnet. All they did was add to it, but down to like when they're going to the different locations and putting it on the screen, they would do that on the radio show by verbalizing where they were going and what time it was, you know, they would narrate what they were doing. And then on the TV show later, they could add titles if they needed to as well. So that's exactly what law and order does. I feel like they lifted it and paid homage to the original format. And therefore we go back and listen to dragnet and it's about the same as a true crime fictional story about true crime because the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Yes, yes, ripped from the headlines, as it were, 20-something seasons later of Law & Order. I think it must be working for them. So, yeah, you're right. Now that you correlate that with the Dragnet, it does make sense that that would be a very similar copy. And I believe we had fun working with this episode because... Something that had changed between season one and season two is our season one episodes were all live in the same room. Kelly and I were able to play off each other that way, but we found new and interesting ways to record the podcast remotely. This is a little insider baseball for y'all. So I think we had a lot of fun playing multiple characters back and forth on the Dragnet episode. We were also remote on the five-minute murder... No, the five-minute mystery episode, too. It's just that we were toying with different techniques. And you could see that our show kind of did change a lot in season two because of it. But I don't think in any negative ways, just a different way. Yeah, it definitely presented us a challenge this season to figure out our way around it. I know we toyed with some different communication methods and things, and we sort of arrived at the one that we are currently using. And I think we had a lot of fun with it at first. I don't remember if Dragnet was the first one that we really used it on, but we and we used the different voices that Marco Polo lets you use that we definitely use from time to time to make ourselves sound a little bit different and sound like so that we can differentiate characters and you know i mean maybe we're cheating using the technology but not really not really it's just using what we've got and it has made cross-country podcasting much more accessible agreed agreed yeah dragnet was the first one we toyed with the voices that's correct 
And yeah, we did have fun with it, and it does differentiate the type the type of characters we can play, etc., etc. Yeah, it brings us closer together. Another thing we had talked about for season two was to get more guest more guest performers on our podcast. So it was actually in the third episode of the season where we got Jacob Chapman, one of our friends, fellow actor, improviser, and and also friend, (laughs) join our episode covering Zero Hour. Jacob is absolutely always a pleasure to work with. So much fun. And he's a total pro and has just made every show that he's helped us out with that much better. Zero hour. Remind me the details of that one. Unfortunately, this one was a listener suggestion show. A listener had suggested this show for us to listen to. And I'm sure the whole show is not as bad, you know, it's not reflective of this particular episode we listened to. It's a Rod Serling produced show, so it's in the same vein of Twilight Zone. But this episode guest starred William Shatner, and a ship went out into outer space, disappeared off the radar, then reappeared, and an alien was there. The alien was like, I saved this guy's life. He's not dead anymore. I'm from the future and I'm an alien and he needed to be alive. And everyone was like, this is a weird episode. And they were in it and we were listening to it and it was boring. Oh my gosh. Yes. Now I remember because we had the whole improv that we did with the alien picking up the person at the bar and it was just silly mayhem that I don't remember if we completely overacted, but we generally do, but that's true to the spirit of Mr. William Shatner. Advertise... No, not advertising. Overacting. Yes, we paid homage to Mr. Shatner. Most certainly he also overacts when he is on a radio show. Probably even more so than on the screen. Which isn't to say that we don't love him or anything, because he's great, and we enjoy that all the time. Fun factioner, we enjoy William Shatner and his overacting because he has a strong, truthful commitment to everything he does. It's not fake. It's just his style is very unique. No, we are fans. Fun factioner, we're fans. We also arguably had the best improvised episode because of it, where it went between this Captain Dirk character that we created, his mind that he really was a space captain, and his friend, Melanie. I think it was Melanie. It doesn't really matter. We can always go back and listen. (laughs) But she was like, you're crazy. And then at the very end, there was a spaceship. So it came to a full circle fruition. That's a good episode I would want to do a sequel of. Yes, absolutely. Like I said, Jacob adds so much to the podcast. I think that helps a lot, too. But it was just a really good improv. I mean, I don't want to toot our own horn or anything, but that might have been as good as the original episode. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I had a lot of fun doing it anyway. And speaking of guest performers, on, let's see, on episode four of the season two we did, 
the Jack Benny program, and we got our other dear actor friend, Austin Boyette, to be a guest. And I think he also enriched that episode specifically with his unique personality and acting traits. So from one great performer, Jacob Chapman, to Austin, I think we were well well gifted. Yes, Austin was also great. And I loved that Austin was so committed to the idea of our podcast, too. Like, we listened to the episode, and then he had so many thoughts and wonderful ideas about the episode. It really made it fun to have him and his perspective added to it. And if I remember right, we cracked ourselves up on several occasions listening and performing that podcast. Yes, we did. It was a Christmas Eve episode originally, and we were doing it around the holiday season ourselves. So it was in the same vein as what it had originally aired, the original episode aired. And Jack Benny had all his friends over and they were reminiscing on different things that have happened to them. And so for our story, we reminisced how we all became friends and... It was me inviting you guys to the house. We're like, oh, Carrie, how did you meet, you know, so-and-so? And and we would have flashbacks and go back and forth how everyone met each other. And then we added in a lot of sexual innuendo. And that's what cracked us up because they were unintentional, but then became very intentional. We found our own humor. We found the game in our improv was to go for the innuendo that, you know, the <laughs> the Christmas logs and this and that, whatever we ended up saying. But it was super funny. And that's how we kind of modernized it, too. We were like, they would probably be a little more sexualized. Yeah, I was just thinking that now, and I figured we probably had addressed that in the episode. Um, yeah, because I, I do remember that, that being uh, us making it a dirtier version, I guess, so to speak. But I like the flashbacks and all of that. That was really fun. And, uh, yeah, it made it more modern because you can test the limits of what you can say and do now, especially with podcasting and, you know, the freedom that it allows. So in our fifth episode of season two, we cover what Kelly has already told me was one of her favorite listens. It is an episode of Escape, and it was a longer episode. I think it was a two-parter, and it was kind of like a post-apocalyptic story, a tale where disease took out a bunch of Earth people, and some survived and some didn't, and then how they had to survive. And I believe this one was nice because we started the episode remotely, And then Kelly happened to visit Seattle area, and we could actually, in the same room, improvise our own version of that episode. Yes, it was one of my favorites. And I think that I remember that specifically I had a lot of trouble figuring out where I wanted to go or where we should go with it, because I didn't know how we could make it better than the original. And I had forgotten that we wound up finishing that up while we were all of us out visiting your area. And that did help a lot to have that happen in person. That's where I guess the advantage of face-to-face made a difference on that particular issue. Which is funny since the, ish- the episode is mostly about 
being alone and finding your way in the world. So ironic that we managed to finish it up by being together. But I guess that's sort of what happened with the episode, too. Yeah, I thought it was fun. We did a great job with it. It was a good technique. And funny enough, there are certain times for our third season where parts of it will be remote and then parts won't be. Parts, the guest star will actually be in the same room as me. And I think that's fun to kind of mix it up, have some people be remote and some people not and vice versa, whatever. However we can put the podcast together in the best creative way, we will try to do. And that was a fun one. Yeah, definitely one of my favorites. I really enjoyed it. It was a highlight for sure. Now, we mentioned that we love Jacob so much. (laughs) Here we go. Now, we said we love Jacob so much that for our sixth episode of season two, we invited him back to guest star in a great little ditty. Also was a listener request for us to listen to our Miss Brooks. And we were afraid it would be super sexist, but it wasn't quite as sexist as we thought because Eve Arden, when she plays our Miss Brooks, she does it with a superior intellect that makes her come off a lot more smart than the men who are being sexist. So I like that creative twist that even in that era, being early on in the fictional creative world of radio and television that she had the upper hand intellectually for the most part. Yes, for sure. I was totally expecting it to be sexist and ridiculous and it certainly was, but I think that was almost kind of the point of it was to show just how ridiculous it was sort of, at least that was the way that Miss Brooks portrayed it, whether or not that was their intention remains to be seen. But that was another fun episode to do with Jacob. Jacob is fantastic. Yeah, that's all. Also, Aramis Brooks was fun, and we enjoyed doing the Riverdale uh, spin on it. The Riverdale, so to speak, I guess. The, The modern teenage drama spin on it. Yeah, I think Kelly and I had recently been exposed to Riverdale... And the drama and the students, Archie, sleeping with his teacher in the first season and whatnot and what have you. And the town is intricately, intrinsically, oh my gosh, is intricately connected to the high schoolers. So they're solving the mysteries. And you're like, okay, so the high school people are all related to the community and everyone's sleeping with each other. That's where we went with it. Indeed it is. To what degree it was successful, I guess remains to be seen. We'll see how the audience responded to it, but we had a lot of fun doing it anyway. Yes, we had a lot of fun doing it. It was funny because of our little sexual twists. Again, we're pushing that boundary, but it makes sense if we're in a modern world that it's not all prim and proper like sometimes the 40s and 50s likes to portray. It's funny, if you go earlier in media, there's a lot more raunchy things sometimes. But then I think they were they were trying to clean up their act and make everything more family-friendly, even as early as that. So it's just funny. 
Which brings us to season five, episode seven. Not season five, episode seven, but season two, episode seven. But nonetheless, yes, Have Gun will travel. Sorry, not season five, season two, episode seven, which is the latest one we did with our dear friend Tadira where we covered an episode of Have Gun, Will Travel. That was an interesting experience. My favorite part of that was your improvisation. The episode itself, the radio show, was good, but not my favorite one that we'd listened to, but you guys made the the audio, the improv, more fun. Yes, I believe we took the basis of the core material, of the source material, and we modernized it and stayed true to it, but it was more fun. We had more fun with modernizing it to have task Will Rabbit, and we went in a nice new direction. In fact, Dira's already excited to be in... Uh-oh. It's dinner time. Tristan said it's dinner time, so we're almost we're almost done. If you want to send a reply, just let me know. I want to send a reply. Hey Google, send reply. What's the message? We're almost done here. Got it. Sending now. In fact, Dira was so happy guest starring in season two, she has agreed to come back in season three, so we can look forward to seeing her again. That is fantastic news. Yes, and I loved the way that you guys did a with the improv anyway, since I didn't really participate in that. I loved the way that it became an almost like uh, it was most true to the original, but most modernized. I don't know why my I'm sorry. That's an aside. Anyway, um, yes. So I enjoyed your modernizing while staying true to the original. Which sounds overused. So I enjoyed your modernizing, but keeping the story similar. We always tend to deviate our story, and it was fairly similar, and I liked that about it. Why, thank you, Kelly. Yeah, I was surprised how perfectly it worked out. Sometimes sometimes it can't work out that well, and it really did. So I guess we're going to be preparing... I mean, we're already working on season three episodes as we speak, of course, because it's an ever-flowing podcast. But I suppose we should tell our listeners if there are any changes in participation coming up. Nice segue there. Yes, I have, uh, I guess, just because of commitments otherwise uh, and the difficulties of being across the country i'll definitely be taking a smaller role in season three i do like to give my input on episodes as i listen with you guys and as you're playing with the guest stars and i enjoy being a part of that but i am fairly limited in my involvement hopefully by the time season four rolls around i will be in a more apt place and we can work on our schedule again. I know we've talked about that with the uh, the structure of the way we have been doing the episodes as season three 
upcoming is progressing. And so hopefully we can rearrange a little bit so that we're able to, or I'm able to up my participation because I really enjoy our podcasting. Now that you mentioned season four, I was thinking it would be fun to take a season or throughout different seasons, go back and make sequels to our original improvisations. I thought that would be a fun tactic. And I thought revisiting favorites, like we liked the show Suspense, so could we do another episode of Suspense? I thought that would be fun in future seasons to toy with. So these are all great ways where the podcast can grow and evolve, but stick to our format for the most part, but just change it, like change Kelly's involvement for season three. uh, And we'll definitely have guest stars that will help lift the weight too. So it's not like the episodes will lack in quality and creativity. So I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for Kelly to stick around, even if she's taking a little break here and there. I'm. We don't want to disappoint anybody, and we don't want to disappoint ourselves. So I'm excited, and those are some of my future ideas I just wanted to share. Yes, yes, yes. I love all of those ideas. It will be fun to see where the rest of the seasons take us, as long as we can keep doing this, as long as people want us to keep doing this. And I will largely do it to entertain ourselves but also to entertain our listeners. And so hopefully they're enjoying and they're giving us feedback so we can continue on. I like the ideas of revisiting similar episodes. And we even talked about reversing and doing a modern, an old, old-timey old radio show on a modern show. So it might be fun to do that in reverse sometime too in the future, in a future season. But it has been a joy doing season two with you, and I'm looking forward to hearing season three and involving myself wherever I'm able. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate that. I so love your idea about reversing doing modern things in an old-timey way because it's so fun to play those parts. We can totally do it in the opposite way. But thank you so much. It's been a pleasure doing season two with you and doing season two for the listeners. Here on Second Golden Age of Radio. I know it is all in very capable hands with you and your lovely guest stars. I love you. Thank you. Twas fun. I enjoyed it. I love you too. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. <laughs>